Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we're going to look into what I'm calling the Ramadan Playbook, the playbook that's in full effect right now. Let's get started. As many of my listeners have likely heard by now, there's been an incredible escalation of violence and attacks on Israel, Israeli citizens, and Israeli tourists throughout this past week. Sadly, this violence was all but predicted by the world. For weeks before the Muslim holy month of Ramadan and the Jewish week of Passover, experts were warning of the escalation of violence in Jerusalem. The reason why everyone knew this was going to happen is not based on a crystal ball or some sort of secret intelligence, but from what's been happening every year for many years in Jerusalem. For my longtime listeners, you may remember we discussed this on an earlier podcast nearly a year ago. The podcast is called The History of the Temple Mount and the Current Conflict, where we discussed the rising violence in Jerusalem at the time, during that month of Ramadan. If you haven't heard this podcast, check it out on your favorite podcast source. In that episode, we looked a little bit into the playbook that's been used every year from the modern era, that same playbook that is being used in Jerusalem today. We looked into the rising violence by Palestinian people at the Temple Mount, and in reaction to that violence, the Jewish people have slowly lost rights to visit and do anything on the Temple Mount. We saw in that episode that the Temple Mount violence ends up getting the Palestinians more rights and the Jews less rights on the Temple Mount. These repeated acts of violence slowly erode the abilities for Jews to visit their holiest site. Just as some clarification for some of my new listeners, we have to remember that the Temple Mount was returned to Jordan after the Israelis reunified Jerusalem in 1967. The Temple Mount is currently under the control of the Waqf, a Muslim organization that controls the rules and access to the site. These rules include ever-growing strict sanctions against non-Muslims visiting the site, also restricting what they are allowed to bring or do on the Temple Mount. This is obviously a hot topic as it's the holiest site to Judaism and the third holiest site to Muslims, and it's officially a rallying cry for the Palestinian cause. For example, the terrorist organization Hamas uses the Dome of the Rock in its official logo. When we use the term Palestinian, we are referring to those Arabs whose families came from the British Mandate of Palestine and did not accept Israeli citizenship following the War of Independence. Many Arab Israelis visit Al-Aqsa Mosque and the Dome of the Rock on a regular basis for their prayers and other activities. Palestinian Arabs, those who do not hold Israeli citizenship, must go through extra hoops in order to visit Al-Aqsa because they are crossing a border from the area run by the Palestinian Authority to get into the state of Israel. Just like I would need to visit a border crossing and receive permission in order to enter Israel when visiting the Western Wall. In order to be accommodating to the religious desires of the Muslim Palestinian Arabs, Israel has changed its policies during Ramadan. Many Palestinian Arabs, including women, children, and the elderly, are able to enter Israel from Gaza and the West Bank to visit the holy site during Ramadan. There are, still sadly, limitations on the young adult males due to the increase in terror activity within that age group. These men would need to go through a much more difficult security check if they do not already have permits to enter Israel for other reasons. I know that many people online would suggest that this is somehow unfair or discrimination by the Israelis against the Palestinian Arab people. However, again, these are not Israeli citizens, and like every other country, a non-citizen must go through a security check before entering their country. When I enter any other country, they take my passport, and of course they check if I'm a security risk before giving me access to the country and a permit to be there. But for some reason, there seems to be a double standard in Israel. For some reason, people expect Israel to have no security for border crossings. 
As we will see throughout this podcast, the people who themselves enjoy the safety and security provided by their border control and their security measures seem to say yes for me and no for thee. Israel's, for some reason, not allowed to protect itself from foreign threats. Like in previous years, this year, Israel and the religious organization, the Waqf, have come to an agreement on what the rules and security protocols will be around the observance on the Temple Mount. In previous years, we saw the Israeli police install metal detectors during Ramadan for visitors to the Temple Mount. This, of course, set off last year's week of attacks against the Israelis. It is incredible how something so small like adding common-sense security rules for people praying at the mosque to keep all attendees safe apparently leads to a week of violence against the Jews. The reason for this increased security was because of the repeated threats by Palestinians on the Temple Mount, which will inevitably lead to clashes between police and protesters and an escalation of violence. Israel has for years attempted to stop the flashpoint before it becomes a call to arms by Hamas and other Muslim terrorist groups. Similarly to previous years, this year the Waqf in Israel agreed that there will be no worshippers allowed to stay in the mosque overnight. Again, this was a rule put in place by the Muslim Authority who runs the Temple Mount. Once the Palestinian terrorist groups heard of these rules, like previous years with metal detectors, they put out the word to their supporters to disobey this rule in order to create a conflict with the Israeli police that will inevitably have to enforce that rule. The Palestinian terrorist groups know one thing very well. No matter what happens, the message that will go out through their public relations and social media teams will ensure that they will be seen as the victims in the end. Once night fell, young Palestinian men barricaded themselves in the Dome of the Rock. They came prepared with fireworks, cinder blocks, and other projectiles and waited for the inevitable clash with police. This is where the Palestinian PR machine begins, leaving out the preparations and initial breaking of the Waqf rules and locking themselves and regular worshippers inside as hostages. After the Palestinian terrorist sympathizers inside shot fireworks and attacked police officers, the cameras began rolling with Israeli police forcibly arresting Palestinian men. The captions going around the world within minutes is, Israeli police attack and arrest Muslim worshippers on Ramadan. The post continued to discuss how the Israeli presence in the Muslim holy site is a desecration of their religious site. They, of course, leave out the photos of the destruction caused by the Palestinian terrorists, who destroyed their own site with fireworks and attempting to barricade themselves with broken furniture. However, the playbook has been successfully run. The media has picked up the stories about the poor Palestinians who have been attacked and arrested for simply trying to pray. The left has picked up the cause with many celebrities and activists putting out completely cherry-picked messages to their millions of followers. The message has gone out to Muslims around the world as a call to arms against Israel for their actions at the third holiest site to Islam. Like clockwork, which is always part of the plan, Hamas in Gaza launched rockets into Israel as a response to this pre-planned flashpoint moment. Soon after, for the first time in many years, rockets were fired into Israel from Lebanon in Syria in the north. At this time, it's unclear who sent these rockets into Israel. It was either the Hamas-aligned and Iran-backed terrorist organization Hezbollah, who controls a large part of southern Lebanon, or Hamas-backed Palestinians in the Lebanese-controlled Palestinian refugee camps that are firing these rockets. Sadly, it is all too normal to have Israeli citizens, tourists, and police attacked on the ground in Jerusalem during this time. However, this is the first time in a long time that we've seen the escalation from normal Gaza-based terror groups to Lebanon and Syrian-backed groups. The falsehoods and misinformation that are being shared across the news and social media is fueling these attacks and even sanctioning them. As long as people believe that the Jews have no right to the Temple Mount under the status quo agreement of the 1940s and that the Israelis are somehow forbidding Muslim worship, the world will sanction the death, destruction and violence against Jews and Israelis. When we come back, we will look into why this whole situation is our fault. We'll be right back on the Jewish Diaspora Report. 
In our previous segment, we heard about the attacks from within and from outside countries aimed at harming Israel due to the misinformation being spread about Israel attacking Muslim worshippers during Ramadan. But who is to blame for this? Obviously, this is the fault of those people who are spreading hate, attacking police, and destroying their own supposedly holy sites. It is also being caused by those who have planned for this months and years ahead. Terrorist groups like Hamas and Gaza have been trying to convince Palestinians to make the Temple Mount a last stand against Israel and do whatever it takes to create a conflict. Hamas doesn't care about the Palestinian people who will be arrested or harmed. They simply want the PR images. We have seen in various posts online of Palestinians or Israeli Arabs yelling or demanding that the young agitators leave the Temple Mount. This is not something that all Palestinians want. Sadly, far too many have been brainwashed into making this, the Temple Mount, their last stand against Israel, even at the expense of being able to worship properly at the Temple Mount for those who choose to. One group of people who hold a very large part of the blame is not the Palestinian Authority and Hamas. It's us, the West. For years, the West has stayed silent on the Palestinian terrorism with some type of moral equivalence. Any mention of the killing of Jewish people by terrorists is always followed by a justification about Israeli checkpoints or attacks on terrorist weapons storage depots in Gaza. The West has paid lip service to Israel's sovereignty with a bland statement of Israel has a right to defend itself, while not acknowledging the despicable acts of Palestinian terrorist groups. It is exactly this lack of calling out of the Palestinian terrorist groups that has empowered them to continue to increase their attacks against Israel. The Palestinian terrorist groups have been able to increase their open calls for attacks, knowing that no one is going to call them out for their actions. They can do no wrong in the eyes of the West. As long as there continues to be no accountability from the West, the Palestinians can continue to increase their attacks with little to no consequences. These groups also know that they'll be held nearly blameless when the West will claim that Israel has a right to defend themselves, but criticize any Israeli actions more than totally allowing these attacks to go unanswered. I would love to ask the world what actions they suggest Israel takes to the repeated rocket fire into civilian populations. I've yet to hear a suggestion from any Western country who would absolutely act against terrorist groups within their own borders or firing rockets from just outside their borders. The Western left in some cases either mistakenly or in many cases purposefully promotes anti-Semitic and anti-Israel propaganda, the same propaganda that is put out by these very organizations of terror, like Hamas, after they purposefully orchestrate these events at the Temple Mount. For everyone who puts a video or post about Palestinians on the Temple Mount being arrested without explaining what happened first or why they are being arrested is complicit in passing along their propaganda. Is spreading propaganda for a terrorist organization, which leads to more attacks against Israel and Jews around the world, any different than hitting the trigger on a rocket aimed at an Israeli civilian population? You are supporting and running cover for those who build those rockets and fire them at innocent people. Countries around the world and people need to stop justifying and running cover for terrorist groups planning and implementing terrorist attacks against civilians, no matter who they are. Incredibly, these last most recent attacks have proven beyond any doubt the struggle that countries around the world are having when trying to call out the Palestinian terror machine. In the last few weeks, we've seen British, Italian, German, and American people harmed or killed at the hands of Palestinian terrorists. In any other country, we would have an absolute condemnation of these deaths and demand for accountability from their governments. However, if the civilians are murdered or harmed in Israel, there's a Palestinian loophole to their protecting their citizens. The reason for this blind spot, for when their citizens are killed at the hands of Palestinian terrorists, is because their countries have spent years ignoring Palestinian terror against Israeli citizens. If they call out these same people for killing one of their own, it may mean that they have to accept that it is wrong to do it to an Italian, 
it's also wrong to do it to an Israeli. If it is wrong to use a car to aim and kill civilians on a Tel Aviv boardwalk when they're British, you will also have to call it out when they're Israelis. Rather than accept this fact, sadly those who have been harmed or killed are ignored by their own countries in order to show support for the West's favorite forever victim. Not those killed by stabbings, mass shootings, or car rammings. The people who are doing the killing are the victims. Unfortunately, even if they're not Jewish-Israeli citizens, but a European tourist, they are sacrificed for the cause of the Palestinian victimhood and blamelessness. In the end, we have seen the increase in open calls for violence by the Palestinian groups. They have learned, thanks to the West ignoring their horrible acts of terror, that they can continue to plan and implement flashpoint events to then call for an all-out attack due to their own pre-planned event. The West and their celebrity influencers knowingly or unknowingly share manufactured propaganda around the world to millions as a call to arms against the Jews around the world. This has, no doubt, helped mobilize the Islamic world against the world Jewish population for falsehoods that Israel is restricting prayer during Ramadan. We have seen for the first time in years the expansion of terror coming from Gaza, now to the West Bank, Syria, and Lebanon. Ask yourself why the news that a sovereign country like Israel is under attack by hundreds of rockets and the world barely blinks at the idea. The Ukrainians are now under drone and rocket fire from Russia and the world has banded together, called an attack on a free nation, and supported Ukraine in defending itself. When Israel's faced years of rockets, it's just another day and barely a mention in the press. The only time the world says anything, it's criticizing Israel's methods for defending itself. Similarly to a previous podcast when we pointed out how Israel is being forced to maintain security in the Palestinian Authority-controlled areas just to be blamed for a job that they shouldn't have to do in the first place, the Israeli government is being forced to implement the Waqf rules around the Temple Mount and getting blamed for doing what the Waqf won't do. They set the rules to say no overnight sleeping and then let the Israelis be the bad guy and have to remove the protesters. Maybe the Waqf needs to take this up with Hamas, who's telling their people to stay. As this Ramadan will come to an end at the end of this month, consider sharing the truth about all of these issues and calling out those who spread the lies and the hate. Demand that your country and your government does more than say Israel has a right to defend itself. People need to stop falling into the Ramadan playbook. Because as long as the Western world falls for this misinformation and does not call out the terrorists, this is all our fault. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time.